With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Final hour this Tuesday, best and worst of the weekend. We'll give you hours. The SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey will join us coming up. I just saw this. There's a new name, image, and likeness bill that is being drafted, and it is detailed. There is the threat of perjury for noncompliance. So this was obtained by Yahoo Sports. And this is a draft right now for name, image, and likeness. Prohibits collectives from entering into name, image, and likeness deals with athletes until they're enrolled in school for 90 days. Outlaws tampering with other teams' athletes and creates a public-facing database of figures from NIL deals across college sports. Also, the draft targets collectives requiring them to register with an independent third party responsible for seeing name, overseeing name, image, and likeness. Part of the registration process, collectives would have to disclose their registry of donors. Under penalty of perjury, the draft states collectives are expected to provide the following in the application process, the name and contact information of any donor who contributed to the fund. Okay. Greg Sankey, I think he said, he's on record as saying the only way to fix NIL is with the help of Congress. He'll join us coming up. Yes, Paul? That stuff actually sounds pretty good. It's more about controlling the um, the nuance around it, who's doing what and when, maybe not allowing NIL before they get to campus. It doesn't appear that any athlete will be capped in what they can make by if you've read through it. Yeah. They just want to know where things are coming from. And when. and Yes. But I don't know if you can wait 90 days. (laughs) Like that one I had to laugh a little bit about. Like, we're not going to, we can't do anything with name, image, and likeness prior to you getting on campus. We have to wait 90 days. And just before the holiday season, you'll all be flush with cash. (laughs) (laughs) Right around Thanksgiving, you're going to be killing it, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paulie. Well, that will really... I mean, NIL was not supposed to be used as an inducement for recruiting. You're not supposed to have an NIL deal before you come to campus. Yes. Because that is using NIL to recruit. Yeah. So if you do that, now you're putting the athlete in position to commit to a school 
And if they start their freshman year, they get certain NILs. If they're mm. sixth string, they get certain NILs. You think that this is actually going to happen, that they're going to be able to pull this off where I'm going to go to your school with the promise of a name, image, and likeness deal, but I don't know exactly what it's going to be when I start. It'll there. have to be phone conversations and handshake mm. deals in the old days. I wouldn't even do a phone call. I'd do something in person. Yes, Eden. It feels like the uh, biggest red flag on here for why it won't pass is the registered list of donors. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and guess it's, there's going to be some people pushing back on that idea. Probably so. Yeah. Uh, the NFL season kicks off on Thursday night. It'll be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs hosting the new and improved Detroit Lions Thursday. That's on NBC and Peacock. We have a maybe retirement in the NFL, Paulie? This player, I think, just announced his retirement on social media. Okay. Do we need to hit the music or a drum roll? Or... Uh, I'm going to give you guys a hint. I'm going to say Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> he, still, he still hasn't announced it. No, he hasn't. Okay, I'm going to give you a big hint. Okay. This player is, everyone knows him. Not everyone has seen him play, but everyone knows his, him. Kyle Rudolph. No. Good guess. Also okay. just retired. Okay. Everyone knows this player, but not a lot of people have seen him play. They know him. I haven't seen him. Ben Coates. He was recently on this show. <laughs> he was on the show in the past month, I think. Yeah, definitely in the past month. Okay. NFL he's, player? He's known for making a lot of money and not throwing a lot of touchdown passes. There's the big hint. Oh, no. <laughs> what a, Chase oh, Daniel. Chase. Oh, Chase. The Chase Daniel era is over. It, it, that's it? I don't know if he's retired, but he's excited to announce he's starting his media career at NFL Network. He's doing some stuff for The Athletic. Okay. He's going to have a podcast. All right. I thought his podcast could be named Back It Up. Like, you got to back up what you say. He was a notorious backup. Okay. okay. Do you want to follow that up with, if, if his career is over, how much did Chase Daniel make to play in about... Start about six games. I would probably call my podcast Clipboard and a Visor. <laughs> Clipboard and a Visor. Like a cop show. Uh, how much <laughs> How much did uh, Chase Daniel make in his career? 14 seasons in the oh, NFL. Dear. Now, didn't he make Travis? Wait. He made Derrick Henry money, didn't he? You remember that line? Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yes. He made yeah, uh, Chase Daniel forty-two just, million dollars. Okay, stay with it, save it. Uh, he <laughs> was two and three as a starter. Yeah, okay. He played in fourteen seasons. Could have gone either way. He played in most of those seasons. Okay. He only had one season where he did not take a snap. Chase Daniel, what was your guess again? Forty-two million. Take the rest of the day off. He made forty-one eight. Okay, now you're rounding up. Hello, <laughs> we round up in this game. Uh, I, Do you know I, who paid him the most money? No. Out of the Saints, Chiefs, Eagles, Bears, Lions, and Chargers? Two it's, seasons at the Eagles. Picked up 11 mil. Okay. That's not bad. All right. Worth every penny yeah, of it. Boom. Yeah. I guess there's a chance the Manning cast is going to have a co-host, a, a new co-host. But is it a co if there's three? Tri-host? Is it a tri-host? A triumvirate? Do you want to play the Manning cast game? Yeah, I don't. I didn't know they needed uh, like a facilitator. I thought that they were looking at Kyle Brandt from uh, NFL Network or Shefty. When they had initially auditioned the show, it was going to be a host with the two Mannings, and then they had the two Mannings did it themselves for a while, and they said, "Let's just do the two Mannings." Yeah. Okay. Here's the guess. All right. Will they have a new host, and who will it be? 
or B, it's just a bit for promotion and social media. Fair. Oh. I'm going to go B, but... Well, I don't think you need one. But if you... Like, Kyle Brandt is really talented. He is he is fun, and he does work for Omaha, Omaha Productions. Um, Shefty wouldn't be a host. I know that they talked about Adam Schefter, I think. Uh, McAfee. McAfee, but he might be stretched too thin. Um, do you have a comedian? Yes, Eden. I think there's only one natural answer. Here. Hello, and I'm not going to do it. That's not why you're retired? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I would guarantee that Peyton and I, by the end of the season, would be at each other's throats. We'd be mad at each other for something. Because I would say something. You know, because Eli is very... You know, he's docile. He's fun. You know, he gives a little... We would team up and and uh, rough up Peyton, I would think. And he probably wouldn't like that. No, I know he wouldn't like that. He went years without talking to me after he redid his deal with the Colts. And I said, did you think about maybe taking less money so you could re-sign Edger and James and somebody else? I, I did that live on SportsCenter. He didn't talk to me for a couple of years, I think. I think it's Koopa. Koopa. Okay. Let's get the other Manning bro in. That's a good guess. Yeah, I could see Cooper Manning getting in there. Yeah, yeah, Paul. So last night, Omaha Productions put out a tweet that had Peyton sitting with his midriff completely pointed (laughs) towards the camera, his nether region. I mean, the guy is bringing it. Uh, He is retired. (laughs) I retired from bringing it. That's retirement right there. I am no longer bringing it. Uh, Shirt tucked in. And he's looking. It says, third host auditions, confidential, Manning cast. Then they put out a video today, um, and they had a bunch of... Well, how of can di- it be confidential if you're telling it? It's confi- telling us it's confidential? And they put out a video this morning from Omaha Productions, and it had all the third host uh, additions. Jared Goff and Mike McDaniel, the coach of the Miami, all different people. It's kind of a bit. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins, That's what I thought. Brady. Okay. Wow, that is funny. Okay. Um, Seton just brought up something to me. Seton goes... Now, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, so correct me if uh, needed. Would you rather have made the Kyler Murray contract mistake or the Trey Lance, drafting Trey Lance mistake? Is that that sort of what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, which is worse? Which one is worse? Giving Kyler Murray a bunch of money and having it not work out or giving up all of those draft picks for Trey Lance and never really even giving him a chance. I would rather have made the Trey Lance mistake than the Kyler Murray mistake. Even though you look at who those picks turned into? Yeah, I know. Micah Parsons. But they're so good they could make up for that mistake. I mean, Kyler Murray's contract's not horrible. He, I just never, I would have said, prove it one more year. When you put language in a contract that says, uh, hey, dude, uh, less video games... And prepare a little bit more. <laughs> That's a contract you give a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. I would give that to my son. Yeah. Less video. How about we do some schoolwork there? A little less screen time and a little more. And that you can put a device on these computers or these laptops. that, And you go, hey, we know how many times you open this up to watch game film. 0.00. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a guy I want to invest in. He's just so good that he was able to get by with just God-given ability. 
You can't do that in the NFL. Todd, best and worst of the weekend. My best in the weekend, even though it's uh, kind of obvious, I had to go with uh, giving it to Shador Sanders and the Buffaloes going into TCU. Three touchdown underdogs, 45-42 victory, 510 passing yards, four TDs. Worst, Baylor losing on their home field in Waco to those Texas State Bobcats, 42-31. Not good. Uh, Shador Sanders uh, had this to say about the difference between playing at Jackson State and Colorado. I'll say the only difference between FCS in this level is the D-line get off bl- blocks if you try to scramble up faster. That's it. Everything else, you got good players, you got good DBs, good receivers, everything like that. You just have more of those on the, on the field at once. People fear names. I don't fear names because I really don't care. But that's the biggest thing. When you fear names and, and you let, that's half the battle. You already losing. Dang, we playing TCU. I respect the university. I respect everything about them. But personally, I just never cared about names. Okay. Seton O'Connor, best and worst of the weekend. Never thought of TCU as a name that struck fear into the hearts of Not players. Really. But Not really. Okay. Yeah. I could see where you're going. Yeah. Uh, my best of the weekend, your uh, Duke Blue Devils knocking mm-hmm. off Clemson. Gosh, was that enjoyable to watch. Uh, number nine ranked Clemson losing. That's a ton of fun. My worst of the weekend, though, is Duke. If you're going to be oh, no. with these gigantic <laughs> upsets, you have quite possibly the worst helmets ever <laughs> of all time in sports. That that Duke helmet is horrible. It looks like somebody just made it up that day. Like, oh, crap, we got a game quick. Somebody put together some helmets. Like they bought it at, like, uh, medieval times or something. That is a terrible, terrible helmet. If you guys are going to be knocking off the likes of Clemson, you got to figure out a better uniform, damn it. So the uh, script Duke you don't like? That is Horrible. Yes. Ug- ugliest helmet in football. Yes, Paul. Yeah, I know what Seton's saying. After you text, I did a deep dive on the Duke helmet. Of course you did. The other problem is it, it's plain but not good plain, nah. and the Duke on the helmet is not the same color as the blue on their pants, mm. so they don't even match, which mm. is a huge faux pas. Mm. My mess. Mm-hmm. What a mess. Mess. Mm-hmm. Good football, though. All right. Uh, Marvin, best and worst of the weekend. Best of the weekend, Colorado's uniforms. The all-white they were wearing the retro Dion Nikes too. All right. Chef's kiss. That's right from the Pauly Pat School of Uniforms. Uh, worst of the weekend, the rest of the college football slate for week one. As far as the top teams, Georgia, Alabama, and Michigan, schedule better. No, thank you. UT Martin, Tennessee State. And I liked him when he played for the Volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> the deep cut there. I like that. That is a very that is very good. Yeah, they named a university after yeah, him. Another quarterback. They drafted. won a national title. Right. UT Martin. He was uh, drafted before Tom Brady too. Uh, Paulie, best and worst of the week. I got a few positive ones. Uh, Florida State second half. Man, they opened it up on LSU. Uh, it's nice to know they stuck with Mike Norvell. He won his last six games last year. You know, really finished well. Um, the other best. Wyoming Cowboys taking down Texas Tech in overtime. Nice uniform. Great unis, great win I late night. Yeah. And my worst of the weekend, which is odd because you know how much I like Army football, Dan. Army football lost to the UL Monroe Warhawks, which is, you know, they're, they're solid football, but Army usually does pretty well in these games. They lost 17-13. Army attempted 12 passes. In what is game. going on? I don't what? Know. I had heard a story. I actually read a little story this summer that they were going to open up the offense and pass more. It's very troubling. I watched the entire game. They only ran the ball 50 times, which is embarrassing. And let's put it this way. They're on pace this year 
for 150 pass attempts. Okay, that doesn't sound like a lot. They threw 42 times last season in 13 games. So they're tripling their passing. Mm, they don't like that. Uh, it doesn't feel good. Because the odds are you're not going to get a great passing quarterback at West Point, and you're not going to get great receivers there. You're going to get good linemen, and you have a scheme there, it works, and now you're going to open things up. Yeah, I need a triple option I back. don't like it. I don't like it. You know, I knew you'd be upset. Anything else? That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, Ryan in South Dakota, then we'll take a break. Uh, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, will join us. Hey, Ryan. Morning, Dan. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, hey, I'm a daily listener to the program and also a proud passer of uh, anywhere between eight and ten kidney stones. Um, Todd's been talking this morning about this stint that he's got in him and how it makes him want to pee all the time. Does uh, I'm, I'm wondering, does Todd know that that stint's got to come out? And have they told him how they retrieve that? Because I'm telling you, after having it done, there's no dignified way to do it. And I think it might be a uh, good time for you guys to have a, a broadcast, maybe, from the procedure room. As oh, no. No, I've, I've had the procedure done, right? Um, it's humbling. Yes, Seton? If I may be so bold as to answer this for Todd, not only, and correct me if I'm wrong, not only has Todd been through this procedure many times, I believe his wife has removed that stent before at home because he was just so sick of having it. I, you have a fantastic memory. And when my current uh, urologist found out that my wife pulled out the last one from this string, he was shocked to hear that. I don't know if that's a malpractice thing, but my previous urologist allowed that to happen. And according to this urologist, there is no way that a family member in your how should be pulling a rubber tube out of you, and uh, that's got to be done, I guess, in the doctor's office. Yeah, yeah. And she did do that, which I, you know, that's if that's not love. <laughs> oh my! I don't, know if, I don't know if love is a word. Yeah, I was that, use. Th- love doesn't come it's to mind. Got to be something. She saw that I was in that much pain, and the doctor allowed that it was it was, it was giving me that much pain. I didn't have to wait till the next day or a few days later. Maybe she just wants to shut you up. It's possible. It's like, oh my God, come here, let me pull that out. It is uh, very humbling. When you have to stand there in front of the doctor and he does that. I don't care about the humbling part. It's actually kind of painful. I just want to pull that thing out as soon as possible. I don't watch it coming out of me. I'm not going to look at that. How about we take a break? We got the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey. I want to know what he, what was his reaction when the Notre Dame athletic director, Jack Swarbrick, joined us in Dublin and talked about the mess that is college football. So we'll talk to the SEC commissioner. Coming up, more phone calls as well. J.J. Watt will join us on the program tomorrow. Is that right, Todd? That is absolutely correct. Okay. <laughs> is it correct or absolutely correct? It is absolutely correct that J.J. Watt will be a guest in the Dan Let's Patrick Show. take a break. We're back after this. Thursday night football. Here it is. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, hooking up new customers with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet. Score $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings hooking everybody up, all customers, can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check out the app. See what it has for you. Don't wait until kickoff. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Make sure you use the code PATRICK. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5. So that's code PATRICK, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Fritzy. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. 
Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms of DraftKings.com slash football terms. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. NFL season kicks off Thursday night. It'll be the Chiefs and the Lions. NBC and Peacock will bring you that game. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. He is the commissioner of the SEC's. Greg Sankey joins us on the program. How many games did you go to in the last week? Four. And uh, week zero, I was at Vandy, so I'm five games into my season already. Do you tailgate? 
No, <laughs> I've, uh, there's a bit of a hazard for me walking through tailgates. Most, you know, people <laughs> when, when they're together are actually really nice in person, uh, on social media, maybe not quite. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, commissioners always get booed. Do you get, do you get booed? Oh, it's happened a couple of times. I, I was, um, I was at the, the LSU national championship celebration and smattering, but you know, most people are really <laughs> kind. And I reminded them it was the first year that the conference had approved beer sales in Tiger Stadium, which <laughs> resulted in a great, great positive roar. So you just got to know how to play the game if you're me. How would you recap the summer for college football? Oh, wow. Um, I will say this year, you know, July 4th weekend was quiet, which is unlike the last five years. So we had the chance to celebrate, celebrate July 4th without the cell, the cell phone in, in hand. Uh, but certainly a time of change. I think the, the pressures that are there. I saw, I saw Jack last week. Um, I expressed my disappointment. I was not on set in Dublin with you and Will Farrell, but we'll do it by Zoom. And, you know, the, he expressed a, a perspective. Um, I probably wouldn't describe it quite with those same terms, but it's a time of change, a time of pressure, um, a time that that has a, a level of discomfort across college football and really, I think, all of college sports. Uh, in case people, what uh, the commissioner is referring to, Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director at Notre Dame, had this to say two weeks ago in Ireland. Can you sum up what's happening with college football in the last, where would you start? Complete disaster. How did it, how did we get here, Jack? I wish I knew. And and listen, I'm not. Uh, every, everybody in the industry has to take responsibility here. I'm not uh, excluding myself from that. I think uh, the decision making has lost its way in terms of the focus on the student athlete and what's primarily best for them. Um, but we are where we are, and we have to try and make it work. I mean, we've been pretty uh, vocal in the past month about. We need to find a home for Stanford and Cal. That you can't have two of the great academic institutions in the world not have a not have a place to play. How do you think Jack got to this uh, bottom line there? Well, I, I thought his his follow on comment was really important. The observations about uh, shared responsibility, about decision making. Uh, we all look at reality from our perspectives and the Southeastern Conference has made decisions over the last few years. The addition of uh, Oklahoma and Texas, for example, that actually did contemplate the student athlete experience, our ability to add 95 miles to our geography, but elevate our competitive experience, bring in national champions and, and, and uh, challenge ourselves. Uh, but you know, we, we've historically been slow to adapt in college athletics. That's not new. That's not like this decade's or this generation's issue. Uh, we now have a set of external pressures that I think uh, are part of Jack's observation that create the discomfort. So we have state legislatures making laws and dictating how we will run athletic programs. We have interest from Congress. I'm not, I'm not clear that there's a commitment to help restore a national standard. We have change in the NCAA. I've appreciated Charlie Baker, but we're still dealing with a bureaucracy that is slow to adapt to modern realities. And at the same time, on our campuses and in our conference office, we have to adapt to those modern realities um, every day. So, uh, Dan, I think that's a combination of frustration you heard, but also uh, the change that's inherent in our society right now. What concerns you more, name, image, and likeness, or the transfer portal? I would say 
the, the, the ecosystem, if you will, or the environment that's developed around name, image, and likeness going back to 2018, 2019, uh, that label would have been envisioned um, in a certain way. And we have uh, any number of student athletes. You, you think about Bryce Young and Dr. Pepper ads and Olivia Dunn and Viore commercials. I mean, that's what, that's what it was. It, we had football linemen telling us about a car wash deal that they have for all their pickup trucks. And that's normal activity. What's, what's happened is it's become a recruiting inducement. Um, it's allowed outside influences, boosters, if you will, and now collectives that we've held off from being involved in recruiting. They've entered this realm. And, and I think bottom line, what that means is one, we've shifted control of our athletics programs away from campus leaders who do have an accountability structure. We also have created questions of, Hey, when I'm student athlete from team A lining up against a competitor from team B, are we actually playing by the same rules? And that's where we have to have the restoration of a national standard. That's happened around this name, image, and likeness space. And it's developed in a way that's not exactly what would have been envisioned, as I described four or five years ago. What's the craziest amount of money you've heard that a player is getting? Well, I read the media accounts, and, and I actually don't believe what I read. So you've seen multiple, multiple millions. Um, I, I, I question whether that's true because people involved in – in this NIL space, third parties, agents, NIL reps are incentivized to inflate the number. And you asked about NIL or transfer portals, so I had to pick one. But what we have is a layering of the issues. So more transfer freedom, which that's our reality. Um, but it's been layered with the ability to now go out and, and inflate numbers. And so I think there has to be care in, in believing the numbers that one sees publicly. He's the commissioner of the SEC, Greg Sankey. Um, finish this sentence. If the SEC didn't bring in Oklahoma and Texas. would have been a lot more pressure on me the last few weeks. Um, a lot more questions. And uh, from my perspective, our decision in 21 um, has been shown to have been a really wise decision. And uh, one of the cool things just from the time we're talking is Texas will be playing Alabama uh, this Saturday, which is, a, 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 I think, a, a sign or an indication into our future and the excitement around these competitions in a 16-team SEC. But this sort of started the game of musical chairs, didn't it? Texas, Oklahoma? Well, I think you have to go back to uh, expansion in the early 2000s, Dan. I mean, that's reality. So the Big East, uh, losing three members initially to the ACC and then a member to the Big Ten, three more members to the ACC at Dissolve. Uh, that seemed to be a time very different than, than what we had experienced before when, for instance, Arkansas and South Carolina joined or Penn, joined the SEC or Penn State joined the Big Ten. You then had the Pac-10 at the time trying to grow to the Pac-16. That created change a year later. We went from 12 to 14. So I don't think you can go back to just – the summer of 21, mm-hmm. um, the summer of 21 was different. But one of the questions my president's asked me as we were considering the growth is, um, what does the Big 12 do? So the Big 12 had opportunities to add members. It went, is the Big 12 from 10 to, to 14 and then to 12 when Oklahoma moves? Um, what happened this summer is, is different. So the the decisions to go in a very different geographic direction. Some of that happened in 22. I, I'd submit when you look over time, those are a little bit different. But if people want to point the finger at our expansion, I'll take that responsibility. I, I will just note, and I think you and I have probably discussed it, 
Uh, way back in 2015, I offered some perspectives to our president. That was my first meeting as commissioner, that change was coming around the 22, 23, 24 cycle when these media agreements um, were renegotiated, and that was pretty prophetic. Yeah, I just wonder, couldn't we keep the football, couldn't we keep the Pac-12 playing football against the Pac-12? Why Why do we have to bring all the other sports to these other conferences? I, I'm trying to understand the, the geography so you don't have to disrupt the Pac-12. Um, I, I've I've um, been asked that co- question a couple of times. My response is usually I'm the least qualified one to answer since when we expanded, we added about 95 miles to our geography. Yeah. Um, I, I think it could have remained. Um, decisions made by campus decision makers and conference decision makers. I think there were public observations dating back to the summer of 22 about potential movement. You have different people in commissioner roles. You have different perspectives. Uh, on traditions or traditional alignments. Um, that's what seems to have provided these opportunities uh, or these opportunities for change. Um, I think the PAC 12 could have resided. And, and, and Dan, embedded in the question is a, a bit of the observation we've seen of just let football operate on its own. And, and I've said, and I'll say to you, we operate athletic departments, football. Uh, at least at this point is not divorced from everything else we do. It may be, it may be different. The stadiums are bigger than the arenas. Uh, but for us, we view um, a connectedness, that there are relationships with our athletics departments that are healthy. And you know what? In the Southeastern Conference, uh, we've got huge football games. We have huge baseball games relative to the rest of the world. Uh, I think those reflect on each other and build the intensity, the rivalries, and the interests, just like basketball and and volleyball and softball do. And I, I don't want us to sacrifice that for what becomes a short-term solution. Lastly, on this break football out idea, I don't know how you'd ever tell a football player. In you know, last year we had the first round draft pick in the NFL draft, first round in Major League Baseball, the first collegian picked in the NBA draft, and the first draft pick in the WNBA. I don't know how you say to the football player, we can do A, B, and C for you, but to the basketball player, men and women, and the baseball player, even though you're going to be a draft pick who's going to make a bunch of money, we can't do these things because you know we're stuck in this other organization. College football needs a boss, right? Well, that's one way to ask the question. Um, do we all... Go back to the summer of 20. If we had all said somebody else is going to make the decision for the Southeastern Conference about whether we play in the fall of 20, I don't see that working terribly well. So it's a it's a it's a simple observation with a set of complexities. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I I think look, I'm a traditionalist. Um, like I, I I want these rivalries. I I I want to make sure that we have some kind of fiscal sanity here not just everybody's got to go and get get their money that that's what concerns me you know nobody's concerned about that that these schools are leaving getting more money but then the kids want to go and get more money and then we have a bigger problem with that it feels like than we do hey game of musical chairs let's sit down before there's no chairs left well and and i'll go back to some of the comments so um we, we we aren't always consistent in our messaging right so I had coaches who said, wow, you know, people just move. Well, they have to wait. So Oklahoma and Texas, we announced in 21, they had to wait three years. 
you know, there's no student athlete in the transfer portal who waits three years. Yeah. You know, we, we complain about three months now. So from a philosophic consistency, I think some of these quick sound bites aren't accurate to reality. For us, I'm going to go back to the conversations I had with the president at Oklahoma and the president at Texas. It was, we've watched how your conference has functioned. We've watched how it's made decisions. We've watched how you led. We want to be a part of that. I actually think, to your point, if you put the money in front of every other element of decision-making, you don't make good decisions in life, whether that's personally or professionally. Yeah. And so for us, we looked at the right affiliations, the right geography, the ability to restore rivalries. You think about Texas and Texas A&M playing again. Um, Oklahoma, Missouri were part of the Big Eight. Texas and Arkansas is a legendary game. We do disrupt some things, but we actually restore more. That's actually a unique conference expansion template relative to what's happening around us. Yeah, I got less problem with the SEC than I do some of these, you know, other conferences that, you know, I, I, no need to mention names here. So No, I'll take that as a compliment. You don't want me to call Jack Swarbrick and uh, get his comments on the SEC. Well, I don't even know what he thinks. Do you get along with all these commissioners uh, with the other conferences? Anybody not like you? Um. There have probably been moments. If you go back to uh, the summer of 21, there wasn't a lot of warmth in the room. So that was <laughs> when we announced the invitations to Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, I think there's been a thawing. I, I'm, I'm now like the good guy, right? Because I'm not out there <laughs> recruiting, talking to. Uh, Jack and I get along great. I actually uh, I value Jack's perspective. And even well, we might disagree on elements of terminology, I think being as direct as Jack can be is is really beneficial. So yeah, we we have views, we have differences, um, we do have a responsibility to collaborate. Dan, I think that that actually informs your question about do we need somebody to lead? There there has to be the ability for some of us to give and some of us to take, and those roles to be reversed over time. And uh, I think we've made a contribution in a potential expansion of the expansion of the college football playoff. Um, when it started, we didn't want to have that. Everybody else in the room had needs, um, and yet we compromised. And, and I would hope that we can continue to collaborate even through all of these changes. You and Jack ever talk about Notre Dame joining the SEC? No, I, I think he's got a, a healthy affiliation. You know, we, we talk about the future. Uh, Do you but, like how I threw that in at the end? Just yeah, I did. I, did. I, did. Um, I went up to when Georgia played yeah. just to, to see a football game. I was at Notre Dame's game in Georgia, uh, but I respect the the history that that Notre Dame has. In fact, Dan, I'm asked even in my own conference meetings, you know, why Notre Dame has their role in the CFP, for example. And I said, you know what, I think that's really healthy for college football. You you yourself talked about traditions and. Uh, even though we're in a time of change and we've been a part of that change, we, we can still honor a number of traditions. And so Jack and I have had that conversation, certainly. Good to talk to you. Hope you have a Same. great, hope you have a great day. I don't know. What, what is the rest of the day? Give us any, for, ex, uh, for example, for instance. Yeah, I'll, I have, there's a video conference with the NCA president. Uh, next, uh, we have our track and field coaches who produce Olympians and national champions. Uh, in for a meeting. I'm preparing for a baseball coaches meeting where we've won the last four national championships. I never 
miss an opportunity at the hype. Our presidents and chancellors have a video conference today as we we look at some of the difficult issues present in college athletics. Um, I, there are two more things on my agenda, a couple of calls with ADs, checked in with my officiating coordinator. We just finished a staff <laughs> meeting. Um, phone call, first phone call this morning was 7.30, so the days move along. It's all downhill after this interview. You know that. Yeah, it is. I just want to be on the Dublin invite. Okay, next year, Florida State is going to be playing Georgia Tech. Yeah, I probably don't need to be in that one. That would would, would create too much internet. (laughs) All of a sudden, Florida State rumors uh, start to percolate, and then you're over there in Dublin, but uh, there's an open invitation. Okay, well, that's a good uh, reverse there on me. You got me. Thank you, Jack. I, I, I'm sorry, Craig. I'm still on Jack yeah. Swarbrick. Yeah. No, I, I like my good Jack. my good buddy from uh, Dublin, Jack Swarbrick. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Greg. We appreciate your time as always. Absolutely, good to see you. That's the commissioner of the SEC. Yeah. And it's open invitation if he wants to join us. Yes, yes, Paul. I really respected the slide in <laughs> on the Notre Dame question. So, uh, real quick, before you go, uh, Notre Dame invited yeah, the SEC. Yeah, just a, a lighthearted question here, Commissioner. <laughs> yes, Mark. You know, I'll save it. Okay. I'll save her. Let me take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right after this. I hope you're taking me up on the suggestion to get a hold of Innovation Refunds. And uh, you go to GetRefunds.com. Innovation Refunds is dedicated to helping business owners navigate the process. And the process is trying to qualify for a business payroll tax refund through the employee retention credit. Once again, it's a refund. It's not a loan. If you had between five and 500 full-time employees in 2020 or 2021, you might be eligible for an ERC tax deduction. Innovation Refunds works with an independent network of tax professionals sharing information with them to evaluate and process your claims, terms, and conditions to apply. Get started. Go to innovationrefunds.com, see if you qualify. No upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Get started by calling 1-843-REFUNDS. That's 1-843-REFUNDS. Or you can go to innovationrefunds.com. Once again, they don't get paid until you get paid. No upfront charge. Innovationrefunds.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Covino and Rich Davis. And together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, That's right. Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
you know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. The book is officially out today. The occasionally accurate annals of football, the NFL's greatest players, plays, scandals, screw-ups, plus stuff we totally made up. And uh, co-wrote this with uh, Joel Cohen, who is a writer on The Simpsons. He came up with the idea. Actually, he was writing a script that was going to include me on a Simpsons episode, which I've recorded this. I recorded this a couple of months ago. I think it comes out maybe in the fall. Not sure what's happening in Hollywood, but he said, you know, would you want to be a character on The Simpsons? And I go, uh, yeah. And he said, all right. And then we started talking about some football topics and a very funny guy. And he said, I got some writing friends. You know, let's let's put something together. So that was uh, a few months back. And then we were able to uh, get this book published and uh, a lot of fun things in there. The occasionally accurate annals of uh, football. Right, Todd? It's the, the annals. annals. I think it's annals. annals. Yes, Marvin. I had a question before the break. Has any other celebrities or anybody else gotten in touch with you about possibly going to Dublin next year? Uh, yes, but I don't want to mention any names. They just they were curious about how did you get Will Ferrell to go? Reese Witherspoon. I'm not going to say oh, anything. You didn't say it wasn't her. 
Jennifer mm. Garner. I heard uh, rumors through the pipeline. Jennifer Garner, very uh, a lot of FOMO. Sort of uh, really feel like she missed out. The problem is that Will called her Jennifer Gardner. And uh, I guess her kids go to the same school that Will's kids go to. And uh, he sees her in the uh, pickup line. And uh, he referred to her as Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> and I said, well, we're probably not getting Jennifer Gardner. Two days until the NFL opener. Hot Take Thursday coming hot up. Hot Take Thursday? Hot Take Thursday. This is where we get to act stupid and have a hot take that might come true. Might come true. This day in sports history, Paulie. Got a couple. The National Association of Professional Baseball Leagues was formed in Chicago. It was became MLB, but it used to be the NAPBL baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to this one. 1906, Brandberry Robinson of St. Louis University was recognized as throwing the first forward pass in football history. Can you imagine he just did it and there was no rule against it? He just running around and... And chucked it forward. They didn't. They only ran the ball. Hmm. Cassius Clay won the gold medal in Rome, Italy, for Olympic boxing. Chris Everett retired from uh, tennis in 1989. You love her. Well, uh, I think she loves me too. Yes, I mean assumed. We all saw that magic happen at uh, the what was that uh, Sports, Illustrated. Sports Illustrated? Yeah, there was something in the air that night. Yeah. I think she did the walkover. If I remember, which yeah, is big. I yeah, and uh, because we were getting ready to leave. And we were going to leave at the same time, but we weren't leaving together. And uh, we got up to leave, and then I said, it, this would not be a good look if we both left at the same time. And then she laughed, and then uh, she walked out. Good move. Yeah. Uh, 1998, Mark McGuire hit home run number 60, and the same day, Sammy Sosa hit home run number 58 of that season. Mm. 1980, first woman to sign a contract with an NBA team. $50,000 to try out. For the Pacers. Seaton? It's not Cheryl, is it? No. What, what year did you say? 1980. Hmm. I could picture her. Lisa Leslie? 1980? I guess that'd be too far. Her away. mom wasn't born in 1980. <laughs> Ann Myers. Oh, Ann Myers drives to. Yeah, Ann Myers. Oh, don't all of a sudden now you know who she is. Oh, now I know you're talking about. No, no. It, it, it was Ann Lesson. Myers. It was Ann Myers Diana at the time. Diana Taurasi? <laughs> Sue Bird? I'm usually the one who says dumb stuff like that. <laughs> Cheryl Swoops. Uh uh, let's go around the room what we learned on the program here. <laughs> Todd, what'd you learn today? Former Cowboys defensive tackle Tank Johnson once threatened to kill Ed Werder for a negative <laughs> comment about his teammate T.O. Seton O'Connor, what did you learn today? Yeah, Ed Werder uh, walking a more dangerous beat than we thought, <laughs> turns out. Uh, Ed Werder Street. Uh, Marvin, what did you learn today? Chase Daniel retired. Yeah, made some money. Paulie, what'd you learn? Ed Werder, thug life. Todd, what did I learn today? If Coach Prime read your bull junk about his team before their big win at TCU. He wants to know if you believe now. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old-time greats, the only place to collect them all. Panini trading cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Have a great day, everybody. J.J. Watt will join us on the program. Hope you'll stop by as well. 
One more item as we close out this Tuesday show. Every great day starts the night before. Sleeping hot this summer. How about the temperature balancing sleep number smart beds and bedding that can help keep you cool. Also adjustable firmness on each side. So that means couples can choose what firmness they want, the comfort, the support. So it's two beds in one, and that means it's the perfect bed for both of you. You want to stay sleeping longer. Sleep number smart beds automatically respond to your movements throughout the night, adjusting to every move so you're both comfortable. How about you learn about your sleep quality? Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep, provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. It's sleep next level. My uh, sleep number setting is 75. Unlock your unique potential with a smart bed that can perform as well as you. Sleep Number's biggest sale of the year, all the beds on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed plus special financing for a limited time. Sleep Number store, sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. See store for details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.